Let's get you fired up, financially independent, retire early. If you're a realtor, lender, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the community market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but the information will take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Hi everyone, welcome. Fired up with Krista Mayshore. We're super excited today. We've got Monika Sawyer. She is the blissful millionaire and she's going to teach you how you can make millions in real estate and really have a good time while doing it. Hi, Monika. How you doing? Hey there, Krista. I am great. Thank you for having me. Oh, I really appreciate you, you being on here. We found out that you and I have a lot of things very much in common. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I have been in real estate for probably about 25 years, but I was never an agent. I am just an investor, not just, but you know what I mean? Like I don't sell houses for other people. I run this business for me and um, I'm kind of a legacy real estate investor. My dad came to this country. My parents actually came to this country as immigrants with $200 in their pocket. Wow. I know. And they heard that the golden ticket to um, wealth in the United States was to buy real estate. So as fast as they could, they started buying real estate. And so that's what paid for my college. That's what paid for my weddings. And um, so then when I got out of college, I'll date myself now. I graduated in 1991. Oh, my God. And the economy was horrible. And so I had a hard time getting a job out of college. And I remember talking to my dad about all this fear, because here was the thing is I knew I wanted to be self-sufficient. I didn't want to marry some guy to take care of me. I wanted to be able to take care of myself. And um, the thing that I had seen is that my dad had made a lot of money in real estate, but he was really stressed out. Like you and I were talking about, right? It's easy to be rich and stressed out, right? And he was. And so I saw a lot of that. And so even though I knew what the potential as an investor was, I didn't want the headaches, right? I didn't want all the stress. So one day my dad sat me down across the kitchen table and he said to me something that changed my life. He said, you know, Monica, everybody has stress, everybody has fear, and everybody has money issues. Do you want poor people money issues or do you want rich people money issues? I love your dad already because it's so true. I mean, whether you don't have money or whether you have money, there's still stress and fear associated behind it. And it's learning how to deal with the stress and the fear so you can propel yourself forward. That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. So it changed everything. So I was like, yes, I want rich people money issues. Right. But I decided I didn't want to follow the same track as my dad. I didn't want all that stress. I didn't want to get called at three o'clock in the morning because the toilet's overflowing. I didn't want the money problems. I didn't want all that stress. And so I began my journey on 
um, sort of how to make the process blissful, like how to make the process and the journey of building wealth joyful so it adds to the joy of your life rather than kind of sucking the life out of you, which is what it does for many investors, right? So that's kind of how I got started um, when I was getting married. We got a $10,000 wedding gift. Instead of buying a couch or doing a really cool um, honeymoon, we bought a house. We put 3% down. And with that $10,000 where I started, we're now worth well, you know, well over several million dollars. So that's amazing. So your parents came here with $200. So, so if you're listening to this, okay, I have to understand. If you're, if you're at a place right now where, or you're watching this, if you're at a place right now where you're feeling like you're, you're not making enough money and things aren't going well for you. Well, I want you to understand that Monique's parents came here with $200 in their pockets and now they're multi-million millionaires. Monique with, with a $10,000 investment is now a multi-millionaire. So don't think that that can't be you. It absolutely can be you. So I want you to listen to this podcast and or watch this YouTube or wherever, wherever you're, whatever form you're watching it at and say to yourself, that can be me. And really start having that conversation with yourself all the time. This is me. I am. Like start believing it because it's never going to happen if you don't believe in it. Okay. What's next, Monica? <laughs> so, um, so uh, let's see. What is next? I wrote a book called Choose Bliss and that came out of kind of the 2008 debacle. So um, I bought a house at the top of the market. It was worth a million dollars. Within three months, it went down 50%. How many people can relate to this? Oh, every, well, you know, in our area, we had about 85, it's even more than that. It's probably, I would say 95% of people lost their home. I mean, 95% of people. And and do you know the statistic? 60% of the people that lost their home through a foreclosure or a short sale, 60% of them have still not re-entered the market. And I believe that's because of the fear. They're still so afraid of losing everything and kind of going through what they went through. 60%. Yes. So that, that tells us a couple of things. Number one, is that if you're listening to this and you haven't reentered, that you're a, lot, you're, you're a lot like other people. And number two, that there's an opportunity here for us to start knowing that a lot of people have not reentered the market and it's an opportunity for us to help them get a loan to get into a house or to, be, or, to, or to purchase a house. There's a lot of opportunity out there. Well, and what's also true is that all those people that went through foreclosures are now, that's all dropping off of their credit reports. So they can get back into the, into the market. Absolutely. They can get credit now. You know, so that's also another really good thing to remember. But for me, I did a very different thing than what other people did. A lot of people freaked out. They weren't sure if their properties were ever going to recover. So they just sold the houses or short sold them or foreclosed them or whatever it was. For me, because I've been investing, I had this experience. I was like, you know what? I just have to ride out the storm. Like one thing about real estate that's really cool, and this is really important for people to hear, real estate is a hard asset. It doesn't just disappear like stock can disappear. So if you have the wherewithal to just hold, you can recover. Absolutely. Right? That's a very, very good point. It's, it's yeah. true. The stocks, it's like you, there's nothing you can, it's not tangible. The thing I love about real estate is that it's tangible. You can see it, feel it, touch it, sleep in it for all, you know what I mean? That's right. You can <laughs> move into it. Yeah. So we were heavily underwater. My husband took a, a huge pay cut. He lost, he lost $70,000 a year. It was a third of his income. And we could no longer afford our home. So we had to move into something smaller. And instead of selling it and freaking out, which is what most people did, I rented it out. We made our mortgage in the rental because at that time, so many people were losing their homes. They needed some place to live. 
Um, so we were able to rent out the house. I bought a dump, which was so heartbreaking because the house that we were living in was my dream home. Oh. Um, so we moved out of the dream and moved to a dump. Um, but I fixed it up. We kind of made it work and um, just kind of went on with our life. Like, okay, this is where we're at, right? I love that. You, 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 instead of having a situation that for most people, it is absolutely devastating. It's a devastating thing to lose your home. And in no way do I want to undermine that. But right. it's, a, we all have a choice in everything we do. We have a choice as to how we're going to deal with situations. And our choice is what determines our outcome. Choices equals outcome, right? Right. And it's how we perceive the things that are happening to us and how we deal with those things that really is what really matters. How do you perceive it? How are you going to let this situation, this thing define you? Are you going to let it take you over and ruin your life? Or are you going to use it as a stepping stone to, to sort of, you know, move on from it? Yeah. And actually my book is called Choose Bliss. So it really is. It's all about choice, right? I love that title, Choose Bliss. I also love how you were saying, and you know, for people that are listening to this or watching this, most likely they're in real estate or lent, or they're a mortgage professional or they want to become one. And if you are in that profession, you know how stressful it can be. It can, it can be so, so stressful. And so finding a way to enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. Everyone is so worried about getting there, selling this many homes or doing this many loans or whatever it might be. They forget the process. And I have to remind myself a lot of times, even in my own business now, it's, it's not the outcome, it's the journey. Remember? Well, the thing is that with most of us, we're so high, such high achievers that even when we get to the, the goal, then there's just another goal. So if you're not enjoying the process, you never, you get 10 minutes. You know, you achieve your goal, you get 10 minutes of happiness, and then you're down off to the next goal and there's more stress. So really, the yeah. thing is a process. And if you don't learn how to enjoy that process, life skips by you. You don't get to live, right? So, so Monica, how, so give us some tips because I mean, even I can still use those tips. How, how do we continue to enjoy the process? What, what are your strategies that you recommend? So I've got 12 specific strategies in my book, Choose Bliss, but I have a strategy that I use every day and my clients love this strategy. So I'll just give it to you right now. It's called creating a bliss moment. And it's basically stop, drop, and breathe. And so basically what happens is, let's say something stresses you out. You know, you're alone isn't closing or you need to call that client for another piece of paperwork. As an agent, we know how, how frustrating that can be because you're going to get yelled at, right? Um, so things happen in life. So let's say, for instance, you have to call a client to get another piece of paper, something signed, whatever. And suddenly in your mind, there's this stuff that starts happening. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get yelled at. I don't want to make that phone call. Maybe I should go get coffee. This sucks. I hate my life, right? Can you write that happen, right? So there's all these thoughts Absolutely. that happen in your mind. You need to stop because the thing is, nothing's happened. Everything that's happening, everything that's causing you stress is in your head. It's a story you're making up. So you stop. For me, I'll be like, Monica, stop. It's an actual interrupt of my thoughts. Then you drop into your body. Roll your shoulders back a couple of times, take a few deep breaths, and now step back out into your life from this place of being grounded and compassionate. I and love it. It changes everything. Yes, it, it's just, you know, we start telling, well, again, perception is reality. So, you know, I listened to Tony Robbins a lot. He tells this story. He says, haven't you ever had somebody where, you know, they, they, somebody told you that somebody was talking about you or they were doing you wrong and, you know, one of your really good friends, and you know, it wasn't true, but they were really persistent. Like, nope, they were talking about you. And all of a sudden you start getting upset and mad and angry. And this, you're, you know, you have this conversation in your head and all of a sudden, how, how could they ever talk about me? And oh my goodness. 
And you talk to them and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never said any of that. But the feelings that you had were still your reality. It was real that they were talking about you. So the feelings, so we have the ability to really see how it is that we're perceiving everything that's happening to us. And so based upon our perception, it becomes our reality. So we need to make sure that we align the negativity or, or, our, or our, our brain from just taking a 360 on us and just recognizing it and bringing this back to real, the true reality was, which is like, you're not dying. <laughs> right. Well, and we get to choose our perception. You know, you can have two people in the same situation that will, that will choose different perceptions. I always tell this story about my husband and I on vacation. We were in Greece. It was in April. And um, we came back and people were like, well, how was the vacation? And I was like, oh, the weather was horrible. And my husband was like, oh my God, the weather was amazing. And people look at us and they're like, were you on the same vacation? My husband was like, it didn't rain. It was sunny the whole time. And I was like, oh my God, it was freezing cold the whole time, right? So we chose different things to focus on. That's it. That's it. It was the exact same situation. And this is how our lives happen to us rather than us choosing how we're going to have a good life, right? Is we allow things to impact us and we make choices to see certain things, things that don't support us, things that don't bring us bliss, right? And, and now more than ever, um, it's, it's just so important to, to really recognize what your thoughts are because there's so much negativity around us through social media, through the news, through, through coworkers. I mean, one thing with real estate agents and lenders and in a, in a lot of professions is there's a lot of competition. And so people are living in a scarcity mindset. Nobody wants to help each other. Right. And so therefore this, it kind of creates this this wave of just negativity that these agents and lenders are in the entire time. So we really have to take back control of our thoughts, of our mind, of our situations, of our perceptions of how, of how we're dealing with, with things, you know, and, and quite frankly, if we don't perceive things right, then we're not, we're not putting out there the type of person that we want to really put out there. Meaning That's right. And your clients are yeah. not going to like you as much. Absolutely. What you put out there, right? If you're yeah. going from this place of lack and you're grabbing and you're stressed out, your clients are going to have those same experiences and they're going to mirror that back to you. They're going to be stressed out. They're going to be freaked out. They're going to be in this feeling of lack, right? So true. Yeah. So if you show up and you stand in your bliss, right? You stand in this place of choice and power. You're going to command respect. You're going to get more clients. They're going to have incredible loyalty to you right? They're going to want to do business with you. Do you hear what she said? She says, if you choose to stand in this place of respect and love and confidence and bliss, that you're going to generate more business, have more respect, and also attract clients who you want to work with. Because when you're putting off scarcity and negativity, that's what you're getting back. So you're, you're, you're getting exactly what you're, what you're putting into the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every single person that you have in your life is a mirror of something that you attracted. There's something inside of you that is attracting that person. And I know, you know, this is one of the tenets of bliss. You have to take 100% responsibility for what's showing up in your life. And it's hard and it's scary because it's a lot easier to be a victim than to be a leader, right? Absolutely. If you take responsibility. If, if you look at this the right way, it is so freeing because if you can take responsibility, you can affect change. If you're a victim, you're a victim. You can't affect change. You're at the mercy of everybody else. But if you can stand in your bliss and in your power, 
and make choices that support you and take responsibility for the choices you made and for how you respond to situations. So you don't have to take responsibility when bad things happen to you that, that you made that happen, but you do have to take responsibility for how you responded and what you learned. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm excited to read your book because um, it's, it's so, so true. It, you know, I, I'm reading another book right now and it just talks about the same thing. Everything that happens to you, even if you're in a bad marriage, you know, it's based upon a choice that you made prior to get where you are. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a quick, quick story about me. So just this past week, um, I have my, my human resources director, not, mind you, I'm the owner of the company. So HR calls me in. And they're all, Krista, we've had a couple complaints recently from our, from our, from our people on our team that you've been, you know, a little bit abrupt and, you know, not exactly as positive as you normally are. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. So I sent a, a message to somebody, which is on a, on a Voxer, it's called, so you can actually hear yourself. And I said, listen, do I sound mad here? So I played it. And I did sound mad and, and it hit me. Oh my goodness. If they're telling me that I'm coming out across this way, then it is me. Right. And so I had to completely self-evaluate myself and how I was dealing with people. And quite frankly, I had to, to remind myself, I need to slow down because I was busy and just, and kind of seeming a little frantic, quite honestly, and no excuses at all. But, but I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm the one that's creating, I'm creating my team who I, who I want to support me and who I want to support to feel unhappy because I'm coming out across in a way that I don't even realize. So I had to take extreme ownership for who I am, how I was making people feel and completely change that action. And it's only been two days since I was told and realized it. And just today, my uh, the same person said, I just want to let you know that the team's already saying that they're noticing you're being positive again. <laughs> Yay, right? And all that is, is instead of getting like, oh, people are complaining or creating a weird story or becoming a victim to other people's perceptions, just take responsibility, change it whatever it's done yeah absolutely it's so powerful like it's so liberating and so empowering to just take responsibility so you can make some different choices so let me ask you then what so a lot of people you know struggle financially so financial struggle is a, is a really big issue for a lot of people so what are your suggestions for when people are struggling financially what would you suggest that they do um take responsibility for that and i know i sound like i'm a broken record Everybody, everybody has financial problems, right? We've got rich people problems. We've got poor people's problems. Um, everybody is struggling. If you, it's so funny. I was telling a friend, you know, whether you make $5 or you make $5,000 an hour, you're still going to have financial issues because you grow into your money. That's kind of the way that it is, right? True. Um, certainly, there is a certain point where when you're not making that much money, it is very, very painful because you can't pay for your house, you can't pay for your food and that sort of thing. So set a plan, take responsibility for it and set a plan. Understand you do have control. You may not see it now, but if you take responsibility and you start looking at things creatively, you can see ways that you can start to make a change. And as you start to make those changes and you start to see success, success leads success, you'll be more inspired to keep going and to keep trying and keep creating, keep problem solving. That's one of my key phrases is success breeds success. I always talk about that to my students. Success breeds, I feel like I'm saying sex breeds success. <laughs> sex does too sometimes, but success breeds success. Hey, great sex is more great sex, right? I love it, yes. <laughs> success breeds success. And it's, it's, it's very, very true. So, and number one, take personal responsibility, right? Set a plan, you're saying. And number three, I think it's really important to start taking action. Quit 
wallowing over, I don't have, I'm not enough, it's not coming, blah, blah, blah. Change your story. Change what you're telling yourself. Change what you're doing. Start doing different actions. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get the same result. We've got to start changing what we're doing. And that's because the thing is, we can't control what's happening out there. We really can't. No. We can always control what's happening inside of ourselves what we're thinking, what we're feeling. We have absolute control over that. And that's your freedom. That's your liberation, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. I'm really, do you have your book on Audible? I don't have it on Audible yet. Oh, you you got to get on Audible when you get. I, I actually like, anyways, that's a really long story, but it's on Amazon. Okay, so, and it's called, uh, one more time. Um, Choose Bliss, The Power and Practice of Joy and Contentment. Choose Bliss, the power and practice of joy and commitment. We're in Monique's so- commitment. What was it? Contentment. Oh, sorry. Contentment. Contentment from Monique Sawyer. Okay. I'm going to get that because first of all, I love reading. I love learning. And I, and I can tell it's a book that will help me, you know, calm down and smell the roses. And I think a lot of people have that problem. I, you know, I, I, I do this, um, I work with these teens. It's called Teens Lifting Lives. And one of the students sends me an email. And he basically says, Krista, you know, I'm, and he's a, he's a, 15, 16 year old kid. And he says, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person where I never really stop and acknowledge myself for what I'm doing. I always want to do more. I always want to do better. You know, what are you, what are your recommendations? And I thought here's a 16 year old kid here. That's like honor roll. He's super high achiever. And he's just like, how do I celebrate my moments? And I told him, you've got to enjoy the journey, the journey, you know, you've got to enjoy the journey and like really look at yourself and say, wow, I've accomplished what I've accomplished. And I think some of us get on this hamster wheel of just, trying to always do better and it's it's never enough right and then we're gonna die that way that's if we don't stop right that's exactly what i was saying once we reach one goal there's just another goal there's just another goal right we're just we just so that journey is really that process is your life <laughs> don't yeah. give life away right yeah absolutely absolutely okay so stop and breathe and then um Take responsibility. So those are two, you know, stop and breathe and, and really ask yourself the question, hey, is this really real now? Like kind of analyze it and take a step out of it. And then number two, take responsibility. What else? What other tips do you have? You've got 12. So you're, I'm really, we'll take any that you have. <laughs> Be really, really grateful. Yes. I say that gratitude is the master key to bliss. And actually in my book, I talk about gratitude in a way that nobody else has ever talked about because there is a, a wrong, so all gratitude is good, but there is a wrong way to do a gratitude practice that can actually um, create more depression and joy. And so you want to look that up in my book is how do you practice gratitude in a way that's really going to support your bliss? Well, tell us now. They're going to read it anyways. They, they, I guarantee you. Let me tell you, I wrote this book and I put everything in there and people still, they still, you know, tell us, tell us. What, what is that? What is it's the strategy? It's really about feeling the gratitude. So, so many people go through the motions, you know, which is still good, right? And they'll say, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this. But they don't actually go, um, really feel into the emotions. And one of the things that you'll notice is when you're feeling into the emotions, it stops becoming about the stuff and it becomes more about the experience. Because so many people are grateful for, I've got a great house, I've got a great husband, I've got a great car, I've got, but if any of those things fall apart, suddenly those things that you were grateful for are now the things that cause your depression. Yes. So it's about being grateful for the experience of being alive and everything that's involved in that and really dropping into the emotion of that gratitude. 
So feeling, not only just saying, oh, I'm grateful for X, Y, and Z, but actually feeling it and really experiencing the gratitude. That's right. I like That's it, Monica. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What are the most common um, threads or issues or problems that you see most professionals having? That they're not able to sustain sort of this happiness. So, and Ashley, let me let me back up just a little bit and talk a little bit about that. So there is a difference between happiness and bliss. Happiness is an emotion that's ex, uh, externally... Um, I'm losing my words, but it's it's related to what's happening externally. Something cool happens. We get to buy something new. We get a pedicure, right? Somebody buys a really nice house. We get a great commission check. Those sorts of things create happiness, but it's not um, it's not sustainable. In other words, once the event is gone, very quickly we go back to our new normal, right? Bliss is a really deep sense of joy and contentment and the confidence that you can handle anything that comes your way. It's about emotional mastery and emotional resilience. So this is not externally dependent. It's your mind, your heart, your soul coming together to create what I call a bliss equilibrium, which becomes emotional home, which is this sense of joy. Now, that does not mean we do not have bad days. Yeah. We can still get angry, depressed, upset. But because we've created this, this equilibrium where our emotions are magnetized, if you fall, if you continue to do this and make it a habit, our emotions are magnetized back up to that bliss equilibrium. So you don't stay in those low places for long and we spend more time at home in a place of bliss. I love that. So one of the things in golf, so in golf, a golfing coach, they look at something called your bounce back. It's a, it's a bounce back. How quickly yes. are you able to bounce back, right? And so one thing that I think it's really important for everyone to understand is that we all get mad and we get sad and we get, we, we, our husbands or wives or partners make us, they piss us off, right? Or our kids <laughs> frustrate us or that client you just want to strangle and, or you just feel frustrated or whatever it might be. Or sometimes you just wake up and you're like, why am I being so negative? We all go through these things no matter who we are, but it's a matter of recognizing it and how quickly can we get back to that place where we're being more productive because it's not productive to remain in a place of sadness, anger, um, regret, resentment, blame. All of those do nothing but hurt us. And I think some people, they forget that, that they're really in control. And so I like the fact that you teach these, these techniques and these strategies because the quicker that you can bounce back to mm -hmm. put yourself in a positive direction, in a positive place, you're going to make more money be more effective, and, and ultimately be more happy in all areas of your life. Because that's the thing, right? Where, why do we do all the things that we do? Some people do it because they think they want to survive. Why do they want to survive? Because they want to stay alive. But what's the eventual goal for all of us? It's to, to be happy. happy. Yeah. Right? So instead of chasing all those things out there that we think are going to make us happy, why not create the happiness in the first place inside of us? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And you know, and, and some, people are some people are listening to this, and I know that you're probably thinking, you're saying to yourself, well, you know what, Kristen, Monica, you don't know about me or what I've gone through X, Y, and Z. And what I'll tell you is that, of course you have, and you're going to keep on going through it. Life is about change and challenges and, there, and hard stuff happens. It's, it's going to keep on happening, you know, but it's how you continue to deal with those situations and circumstances that are absolutely inevitable that are going to keep happening, that are going to come up. If you want to always be miserable and depressed, then just keep making that excuse or decide to take responsibility and decide to change it and make it a, a, you know, a part of your life that you just, you're, because it's, it's life. We want to be happy. All of us do. Mm -hmm. 
We do. We do. And actually, you know, if you read my book, you'll see I haven't always been this happy. I mean, I've been through some really, really hard stuff. And, you know, people have been through harder and people have been through less hard. It's not really a competition. We've all got our life. We've all got our pain. Yeah. We've all got our challenges. It doesn't mean that you can't still choose to be a joyful person. You can. How long have you been working towards this? This has been my life journey. Um, I was actually born um, in, a, in a very white community, so I, and I was the only person that was not white. So from a very young child, I was bullied, tormented, humiliated. There was awful violence against me. Um, so from a very young child, I learned that I was alone. Life was hard. People hated me. And so- from We don't a, hate you. We love you. I know. But from a very young child, I kind of realized, no, happiness- was that thing I wanted. And so that journey has been like my life journey to find this. And that's why I can speak about it with such confidence because I know what it's taken for me, you know? So if somebody's listening to this right now and they're, and they're just pretty unhappy or they're stressed out and they're miserable, how long can it take for them to be in a place where they are? Because I'm pretty happy too. Like I'm just a happy person, you know, I, I am. And, even, and, I, and I'm really good at noticing my state and being able to try to change it in most cases, apparently not the past week with my team. But um, so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, who was that person? So, but not everyone's like that, you know? And, and I think, so what, what are you, what are you? It'll be different for different people. But I will say that if you start doing some of the practices that I talk about in my book, like some of the things we've talked about, you can see a change fairly dramatic in your life within a week. I yeah. mean, it's just about implementation and like focus and intention. Like you have to do it with all your heart, not just be like, well, let's see if this works, right? No, have the intention that it's going to work because your intention is as much a part of the process as going through the steps. Right? Oh, absolutely. People's mindset is just huge, you know? Right, right, right. And, you know, I actually, um, I don't know if you know this, Krista, I'd love to have you on my show. I have a show called Real Estate Investing for Women. Yes, I'd love to be here. Yeah, Real Estate was- Investing for Women. So a podcast called Real Estate Investing for Women. Yeah, and we talk about mindset, heart set, strategies, money smarts, all of those things to create success holistically. And this is what I really want to get across is that you are a full person. Your mind is going to affect your heart and your heart's going to affect your mind. So get everything in sync and really have the intention to live a blissful life and do things blissfully. I am. I feel like we speak the same language. So much of what you say, I mean, when I coach, I just, so I talk about all of it. It's so important. And it, it all starts between our ears. Everything that happens in our life happens based upon our thoughts and what we're saying, what we're, you know, how we're feeling. Energy goes where focus flows, right? So if so focusing, true. I love that you say be intentional, like make it the intention, right? To, to say that this is going to work for you, that it, that you are deserving, that it can. And, and everyone that's listening to this or watching this, you're deserving. You deserve to have a great life. And it's not just certain people. You know, there's a, I think there's a really common thread between most successful people. And that is that they really work on their mindset. It's not something that they do one time. It's something that they make a priority. They're aggressively continuing to learn and to go after it because it is a difficult time that we live in. So we have to constantly infuse ourselves with positivity. We have to be really mindful of what we're saying, what we're allowing to affect us, how we're perceiving, how we're being perceived. It's just a huge, it's an everyday work. Well, I think it's much more natural to be negative. And so, and why is that? Why I, is that? I think it's a survival instinct. It helps us to pay attention to the things that could hurt us, you know. But in, in this day and age, we're not being chased by tigers. We're not 
you know, we're not as vulnerable as, as we have biologically been in the past, yet we still have that inclination. And so um, I think it's much more easy to be negative. And so more of the people around you are going to be negative. The news is negative. Most of our TV shows have really negative humor, right? We've got the Grateful, the, not the Grateful Dead, but like the Walking Dead, like we've got all this stuff, right? That's really negative and we take it in. So we, and we don't, maybe we don't know that we're taking it in, but we are. All of this is, you know, even advertising is telling us that we're not beautiful enough. We're not smart enough. We need their product in order to be those people that we want to be, right? Absolutely. We're being told all this stuff all the time. The thing is that if you are not infusing yourself with all of that positivity, you're not going to get it. It's not going to be handed to you. You get it by you. You have to make that decision because everybody else is giving you negativity. I mean, certainly, hopefully, you've got really nice people in your life and you've got people that are going to help uplift you. That's going to help quite a lot. But as a natural force, there's much more negativity out there. Uh, no, absolutely, there is. It's, it's really sad. And it, again, it's a work in progress. I mean, I give you all a challenge. Turn off the news for 30 days. Don't watch the news. Don't have your friends tell you about the news. I mean, the news in itself is just defleeting at times, very defeating because it's all negativity. In fact, research shows that negative news has a much higher click rate and a much higher attention span than positive news. People want to hear about negativity. They want to hear about people getting shot and blown up, but you know, they, it's a, they can't just wait to read it. 30 days, no, no drama, 30 yeah. days, no news. I actually haven't watched TV for 30 years. Wow. Wow. That's actually one of my secrets is that, I mean, I get an executive summary for my husband. So like, I know who's running for president. I know, <laughs> I know things happening in the world that are relevant and that I want to know about, but I'm not watching all the little stuff that's been going on that people talk about in the news all the time. You I don't have any Netflix shows you watch, Monica, ever? I don't. I just <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I have to admit, there's every, occasionally like once a month, I will veg all, all day on a Sunday and I'll just Netflix all day so I can just <laughs> like not think about anything. I play games for that. That's my release. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, this has been great having you on. I mean, I absolutely love the way that you think and, you know, we're so like-minded. It's, it's really, uh, it's great to see. Um, and I love, you know, great tips that you've given. So her, her podcast one more time. Real Estate Investing for Women. Okay. And the book. Bl Choose Bliss which is on Amazon. It's Choose Bliss, The Power and Practice of Joy and Contentment. And actually, if people want to sort of see my investing strategy, they can actually download a free report at blissfulinvestor.com also. Blissfulinvestor.com. Okay, yeah. great. I love it. So I'm sure you're going to get plenty of downloads from that. And uh, I have just, I want to thank you for giving us your time. I know that you're busy and I love that you are just so willing to share. Take it serious. Go buy Monique's book. Go download her what her, um, her for free giveaway and how would you like to leave us, Monica? We always remember goals without action are just dreams. So get out there, take action and create the life your heart deeply desires. Absolutely. And you are the only one responsible for creating the life that you deserve and you deserve it. So go out there and do it. Everyone, thank you so much, Monica. We appreciate you being on here. You were great. Uh, keep coming back, everyone, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And as always, make it a great home selling and buying day. When you do what you love, people love what you do.
Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit the ultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and be sure to check out kristamayshore.com slash podcast for free downloads and resources. Can't wait to see you next time.